Good morning, everyone. We'll start with second day announcements. And sometimes it's a lot. So just to feel your body continuing with your practice, that you can hear a lot of words and ideas and know that you are also in your body uh, knowing there are things happening today that we'll tell you about here. So Yang mentioned yesterday that our group practice meetings are beginning this morning and we've had the, the groups up on the board. So please do make sure that you've double-checked that list and if your name is on it, come to the group practice groups. We really love to check in with you and it's how we know that you're doing all right. And uh, So please do attend. And if your name isn't on that list today, you'll be in a group tomorrow. So just be rest assured that you'll have a group either today or tomorrow morning. And Yang will be in uh, the room upstairs at the end of the hall, which is called M200. Yang's group, there'll be more room in there. So just if you've been using M200 for your own individual practice, know that that will be occupied all morning, that room, just for today and tomorrow for the group. And we'll say more about the practice of speaking and listening in the groups individually when you come. Also today, we are beginning the practice of affinity groups. And you've probably seen the sign up on the bulletin board. This is a practice we started at IMS, gosh, maybe almost a decade ago now. It's really recognizing, as Jarrah acknowledged in the very beginning, there's so much history here that we're part of a lineage. We're also inheriting a bunch of history, a legacy of the past, especially in this land, in this country, which means that we're inheriting a particular kind of culture that includes colonialism, whiteness. Certain groups of people have been included and other groups of people have been marginalized. And so this attempt, this affinity group, is an attempt to acknowledge and recognize that particular identities might not feel like this is, uh, it's a very kind of white space, this place. It can feel that way. And so we're acknowledging history, and it's a way to connect with each other, to sit, to find affinity. And it's not separating. It's actually in service of our wholeness, returning to wholeness together. So we're supporting this, and it's completely optional if you'd like to come We have our first affinity group at 2.30 for those who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, gender non-conforming, two-spirit, non-binary, queer, and many of of the other uh, sexual orientations, gender identities that have been historically marginalized and invisibilized in this country. So if you identify as any of those, please feel welcome to come. Again, optional. And then at 6.15, we'll have the BIPOC affinity group for those who identify as black, indigenous, or people of color. And if you don't share these identities, just know that by coming here to the main hall and sitting during those affinity groups, you're supporting. That's our way of supporting, acknowledging history, and... uh, contributing to the harmony and the wholeness of the group, of the Sangha.
So just today, on the first day, one of us teachers will be at each of those groups. And we'll just have a quick go around, say our names, maybe our locations. And then for the rest of the week, those sits are held in silence. And they'll be peer-led. So whoever comes first, or if you're interested in just keeping time and ringing the bell at the end of the sit, just know it's peer-led, it's all in silence, just like the rest of the retreat. And those affinity groups will happen also in M200, which is the room at the very end of the hall, upstairs. You might have noticed last night at dinner there was juice out and candy, maybe a sign that said for those on eight precepts. And so we took the five precepts all together at the beginning of the retreat, and we'd like to offer the opportunity for those who are familiar and find it supportive to add three extra precepts to the vows we've, we're training in. And that includes the precept to not eat a solid food after the lunch meal. And this is really, it's a monastic practice. It's supporting the change in metabolism, the change in the rhythm of the retreat. Some people find that fasting uh, through the afternoon and evening is very supportive for settling and concentrating. And others find it's not supportive. So again, this is completely optional that if you would like to experiment with uh, just taking some juice or candy at the mealtime in the evening, you're welcome to try that and see if it supports your practice. But no obligation, there's no kind of hierarchy of what's better practice. It's really just in support of all of our different needs. So know that that's available to you if you'd like. And then one last announcement I think that Kimberly is going to make. Um, So this afternoon at about 3.30, I think there will be two uh, sign-ups available each day for anybody that wants to meet one-on-one with me to talk specifically about um, posture or your movement um, practice. So thank you. And that's in M201A. Great. Yeah, good. And for those with practice meetings and groups, you'll see that the rooms are listed on the sheet on the bulletin board. And upstairs um, in the hallway there, you'll see the rooms are labeled with their numbers. Okay. (laughs) I think that's all the announcements for today. So I'm going to say a little bit about the practice we'll be engaging And again, continuing in your own way to practice, we'll head into a formal uh, meditation here just in a few minutes, but I'll say some about this first foundation of mindfulness. We keep referring to the first foundation. What is that? So some might be familiar with the Sati Patana Sutta. Sati meaning mindfulness. Patana is four foundations or four establishments. So this sutta, we're really drawing on this structure to guide our practice over the week. And the Buddha laid this out very clearly. First foundation, mindfulness of the body. Second foundation, mindfulness of Vedana, or what's translated as feeling tone. We'll say more about that tomorrow. It's a very simple valence of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. So we can be mindful of this. Third foundation is mindfulness of the chitta, or the heart, mindfulness of the heart-mind. And fourth foundation is mindfulness of dharmas, or phenomena, mindfulness of kind of all the rest of experience that we're uh, walking through, moving through 
daily, day by day. But the Buddha started with the body so brilliantly. And he's really naming all these different ways we can be mindful of the body. Dara led us so exquisitely yesterday in mindfulness of the elements, earth element, air element, fire element, uh, water element in the body. This is a very grounding way to feel, get into the felt experience of this human body, this aliveness that's here. The Buddha also recommended mindfulness of breathing, which is what we'll experiment with some today. He also said, be mindful of postures, all your postures, as Nakaway said, sitting, walking, standing, lying down. This is included in the first foundation. Mindfulness of activities. He said, be mindful when you're reaching, when you're moving. Be mindful when you're staying quiet. Mindful when you're listening. Mindful when you're speaking. Be mindful when you're eating. Be mindful when you're going to the bathroom, when you're showering, when you're getting into bed. All of these are included in the first foundation. So day over day, you'll see that there's a kind of continuity, that yes, here in the stillness practice, there's an opportunity to deepen and settle, get a little quieter. But just as important is all of those in-between moments, all the moments we're navigating space together, we're doing all the other activities of the day, brushing your teeth. All these are included just as important, and so we can build a continuity in the body where the depth of aliveness we feel in the sitting or the lying down posture can continue throughout all of the other activities of the day. This is true for the breath, too. If you use your breath as the anchor, you're welcome to experiment with that. The breath is always happening there, which is why it can be a supportive anchor. We keep using this word anchor. We're anchoring our attention. It's like we've been out at sea, chaos of the world, lots of distraction and busyness. And we come into a quiet harbor where the water is a little more still and we drop anchor. And it's important to find an anchor for us that's uniquely supportive for us. So the body can be a good anchor, as we've been saying, because it's in the present moment. Body's here, lots of information here to learn in the body. Breath can be a supportive anchor because often, for many of us, it's neutral. It's always happening on its own. There's a kind of neutral valence to it. But for lots of us, the breath doesn't feel neutral. This can be true if we have asthma. Especially through pandemic time, I've found a lot of people find breathing pretty triggering, actually. Different experiences we've had with the breath. So just to name, if the breath doesn't feel comfortable for you, no problem. No problem. We're finding an anchor that feels soothing, neutral, steady, and safe. So this morning we'll begin with sound. Sound is a very, it's a wonderful anchor. Sometimes it feels like it gets a little second place in our teachings, but really the invitation to play with using sound as your meditation anchor that you're coming back to again and again. We learn so much about arising and passing and permanence through sound. There's a kind of spacious awareness that grows, very receptive, gentle, as we use sound as our anchor. So in these first few days, we're just playing. How is it to anchor to body? How is it to anchor to sound or to breath? And then you get to choose for the rest of the day 
What is the anchor that feels like a safe refuge for you in your body today? So you can play today, this morning, but also helpful to kind of to commit, to decide, okay, this one is the one that feels good. I'm going to just stay with that through the day. See how it goes. And of course, because I'm interesting sound, introducing sound and body, you can experiment, or sound and breath, but if body is feeling like a wonderful anchor already, please just stay with that. You can stay with that as your home ground. Okay, so let's do this little bit of practice together here. And again, really important to feel a kind of ease and support groundedness in your body. So spending a little bit of time really asking, is it right? How is my posture? And it's okay to sit in a chair. If you're tired, your body's achy, it's all right to be in a chair. Whatever feels the best right now in this session. We'll be sitting for a bit of time now. And as we begin, perhaps taking a deep breath, really deep, way down into your lower abdomen. Letting the exhale really invite you deep inside, right here in the present moment, this aliveness, this body made of earth. It's just sitting or lying right now. Befriending the body in this moment. Perhaps tuning into this connection, this warmth. When we bring our awareness, our mindfulness into the body in this way, can it feel warm, gentle, curious even? Now just playing with receiving sound. If sound is the object of our mindfulness, how is it just to let the sounds arise and pass in your awareness? Sounds in your body, sounds in the room, maybe sounds outside. Just feeling a wide receptivity of hearing. Letting sounds arise and pass in your awareness.
And of course, your mind will wander and all kinds of stories or planning or remembering will happen. This is very natural. This is part of the practice. And so we get a little lost and then we might hear a sound and remember, oh, I'm, I'm practicing, I'm meditating. And that moment of remembering, that is sati. So we can celebrate it and simply let go of whatever story we're in and come right back to hearing. Just hearing sounds, very simple. You might play with the difference. Is there a difference between listening and hearing? We're not going out to find a sound. We're not looking for a sound. There can be a very gentle receiving. We're located in the body. And there's really no effort needed. Hearing is happening. Hearing is happening all on its own. So how is it to trust this? Just rest back, letting the sounds come and go in the wide field of your mindfulness.
If sound is feeling like a steady anchor for you, please continue with mindfulness of sound, mindfulness of hearing. You can just hear the sound of my voice. You can hear the sound of the breath. Just continuing in your own way with sound as your object. And otherwise, we'll shift now, just in a kind of curious way. And feeling the movement of the breath now, using mindfulness of breathing, inhalation, exhalation. And feeling how it is to rest on the movement of the breath, like waves. There's no need to control the breath, make it any particular way. We're simply feeling the breath, not thinking about the breath, but feeling it as it arises in the body. And as Kimberly was saying yesterday, there is stillness in the posture and also movement of breath. So how is it, again, just to let the breath, let it breathe, let it continue, and we let our mindfulness rest easily on the movement of inhale and exhale. If you feel the breath most predominantly in an area of your body, the abdomen, the chest, or the nose, perhaps choosing this part of your body and staying there, feeling the sensations of the breath in a particular part of your body. If you find that gentle mental noting is helpful, simply just silently, very gently say rising, falling. If your attention is on the abdomen, rising with the inhale, falling with the exhale. Rising. Falling. Just a gentle support for the attention. So 
So honing in on one part of the body, feeling the breath there will bring a kind of precision, a very moment-by-moment awareness of the breath. If you find it more useful to feel the whole breath and the whole body, letting your mindfulness be a little wider, just feeling the ripple of the breath all throughout the body. And letting this be your anchor of attention. So we'll continue on now in silence and please do feel free to find the anchor that's most appropriate for you, whether it's the sensations of body, hearing sounds, or riding the movement of the breath. Let me just come back again and again in a steady, gentle, kind way. And letting the effort be very soft, knowing the practice is already happening. And we can relax into whatever anchor we choose.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.